Oh God, we ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. God, hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. God, till up the follow grounds of our heart to make teaching, preaching, and revelation easy and receptible for your people, God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be there is some self-denial going on. There is some self-denial going on. And I'm going to read you what Wikipedia says about denial. The act of declaring something to be untrue. A statement that something is not true. Number three, the refusal of something requested or desired. But number four is what stood out to me most about denial. Failure to acknowledge and it says unacceptable truth or emotion or to admit it into consciousness. And you all know I've been dealing with y'all with your consciousness ever since last year. Used as a, as a defense mechanism. I'm going to read this again because there is something going on when people got to self-denial. You let you know that's already in their mind. Let's don't even deal with your spirit. Let's get ready because you feel that it's untrue. But you're gonna, we're going to get into some scriptures today. We're going to talk about Peter. We're going to talk about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They was in a self-denial who Jesus Christ was because Jesus Christ came with the truth. There's some self-denial going on, and you just need to own up to that your denial is within yourself, and you deny Jesus Christ, even though you come to the church doing whatever it is that you're doing, but yet while we're not further in Christ, because there's some denial going on about what his power what it truly is and his manifestation of it. You'll hold on to the demon before you let it go because you're in some type of self-denial because of your conscious state. You need to see and understand what's going on. Failure to acknowledge and unacceptable truth. What you think is unacceptable truth. I've had people speak things to me and now it's coming out. So a lot of times when people tell me something, I don't say, oh, that's not true. I follow it and I pin it away in my mind because when God comes in, he's going to bring exactly what was said to me. And he was, then that's when I become aware my conscious state at that time. A prophet speaks before the time. You have to walk into it because the word is for you. Or emotional. We are caught up in our own emotions that have an effect and a tendency that affect the way that we move and think and how we're receiving the word of God. Or to admit it into consciousness. Used as a self-defense mechanism. We use that denial to stay where we are because we don't want to grow. One of the things I tell people, one of the things when you don't want to grow, because we as humans, we're scared of the unknown. But yet when you got faith in God, you trust him that the footsteps of righteous man are ordered by God. But we don't want to understand that we don't want to come into that place. Go into Matthew, the 26th chapter. And after that, you can put your finger in Matthew 22. First, we're going to be talking about Peter. Peter denies Jesus. 
Matthew 30 and 35, and we're going to go down to 69 through 75. Matthew 26, 30 to 35, and then 69 through 75. So Peter is, is in this place now. He don't seen God move. God handpicked him. Saw the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. Saw God do all of these things. He'll raise the dead, fed the hungry, and did all of these things. And all of these things that God has done in our life. But yet we get down to the core in which we're in the end time. And then we want to deny him because we're afraid. Because we think the spirit of Christ has left us. It's even stronger now than it was in the beginning. If you have maintained your candle, stick if you've done all that God has done, why would you think God leave you? That's why I did the song. Because he's too faithful to fail me. He said, I'm a, he said, I'm a man that I should not lie. No, the son of man, if I should repent. If I said it, I'm going to make it good. People are not holding on to the word of God in faith. Because their faith is based on what they're telling you in the TV or what you yoking your spirit up with some people that got a lesser faith and a lesser understanding than you do. You're in this hour now. You better not. Well, something happened between Peter denying Jesus Christ at the and in this end and when he was at the table. See, it's different when you're in the presence of God. You'll say anything. But when you get out of the presence of God, there's a whole nother demon coming because Peter's faith was based on Jesus Christ and that was good but our faith got to be based on Jesus Christ living with inside of us people that just had the word but yet we got the word and the spirit we're baptized with the fire and the power but yet why we are letting other people separate us from our faith in God there's some self-denial going on and my conscious state of awareness of who Jesus Christ is and all the miracles that he's performed in my life. Why would he be less now? He would be even greater because my faith is in a different place. The more faith that you have in God, the more you're going to walk and experience the power, re resurrection of God's power. you got to understand something. Little faith, little power. Great faith, great power. But guess what? The sweeter the victory is the heart of the trials. You have not come into that place. Why would God leave you in an hour like this? Huh? You need to understand something. Huh? God is coming in and he's moving by his power and by his spirit for those that have the faith to believe huh? of the changing of the God that's happening now. You don't have to understand everything. You just got to have faith that God is walking with you and that you're walking with God. There's some self-denial going on in my conscious state of awareness. There's something going on. Something happened when we leave out of the presence of God. Thirty, Matthew twenty-six and thirty. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and that's a beautiful place. Been there. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written. God is already preparing them. And just like the disciples that got scattered, God is already speaking, preparing us. But yet we're in some type of state of denial. This is the same thing going on. 
This is nothing new underneath the sun. The word of God is going forth, but yet people are coming into a state of denial because they don't think it's not now, it's for something else. But yet God is speaking all the time. And now the prophecies are being fulfilled and people are coming to a place that they don't understand and they've been made to stumble. The difference between there and the scriptures and now is because Jesus Christ died and gave us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He says, I will, it says, I will strike the sheep and the sheep. And he says, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. I want to talk about that. This is what is happening to the church now. That the pastors are going through so much. The, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, which are the shepherds and teachers. And you got to understand something now because we have not done what we were supposed to do. How can we prepare you to do what you're supposed to do? You got to understand something before God brings judgment on the sheep he's going to deal with the shepherds. Because this hour is coming and now we feel that, that God is leaving us and forsaking us and that nobody's calling prayer service, nobody's calling shed-ins, nobody's is gathering us up to, so we can continue to stay in the presence of God. And you don't understand something. A lot of these pastors in the five-fold ministry, they're at home scared because they don't know what they want to do or how to do it because they were not about you. It was about their money, their fame, fortune, and riches. And now they may have to give those big houses and cars. And now you want to know why the sheep is running crazy and scared and don't even know what to do and will listen with Trump and Obama saying before they even listen to the household of faith and the spirit of Christ because there's something that has contaminated our spirit. There's some self-denial going on. The purpose of the five-fold ministry is to equip God's people for work of service. Nobody's witnessing. Nobody's doing what we're supposed to do because there has no been no equipment. They have taken your money and raped you and prostituted you and you want to know why you need deliverance. You don't know why you don't have no energy or no anointing. What have you given your soul to? If you've been raped, why would you think you have anything to give to anybody? Because you don't even understand that you've been broken and it happened in the household of faith, which was supposed to be the security place. Who's striking? The shepherd that the sheep may be scattered. It's Satan. You need to understand what is going on. We need to really understand the movement of Christ. Israel wanted a prophet, but God wants to be the prophet, priest, and king in our lives. David is the only one that operated in three positions. But because we're so used to a man telling us what to do, we have not relied on the spirit within us. The Holy Spirit will have told y'all some things, and yet you said, oh, the pastor said, or the prophet said this, or the teacher said this, and you took it, and you ran with a half knowledge because you didn't check it out and see if it was the Holy Spirit speaking to you according to that. Look at the state of the church. We're not talking about the world. We're looking at the state of the church. While we're still in the place that we're still denying Jesus Christ and his power, when you deny his power, when you deny everything that he's trying to do in this hour, you're really rejecting him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we're trying to work it, but yet we're not working it in faith. Anything that's built 
Not on the solid rock, it's going to be a sinking sand. And that's why a lot of the things that's happening in our lives, the dreams and, and, and the houses and the economy, the jobs, and all of these things are sinking. Why? Because it was not built on the solid rock. What you build, you have to maintain. What God builds, God maintains. And now we want to understand why we're in this state now in our lives. There's some things that's going on. You're going to have to get in the place of God. Shut everything off and be consistent about your walk in God. If you tell God you're going to do something, fulfill that. No matter what comes against it, fulfill with God. You have made your promise to God, and God is going to make his promise fulfilled with you. But we are trying to get the promise without fulfilling our promise with God. And we want to know why there's some self-denial going on, why that we're still broken, why these things are happening in our lives, why is our home a mess, our children a mess, and our job a mess, and it seems like everybody's coming against us. Why? you got to understand something, what you gave out, and you're now starting to reap. And God said, if you would have let me reap it, he said, and so did, he said, there would be a harvest now, but there's no harvest because the pastors have taken all the harvest, put it up in the vineyard. And they're storing it up. But what they didn't count on is field mice coming in, eating it up. So they're going to pay the price too. Let's go to verse 32. Matthew 26 and 32. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to, Gen to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. You see what I'm saying? He's in the presence of the power of God. Isn't it strange when we're in the presence of God and the power, we're a giant? We're giant. And Jesus said to him, And surely I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Look at the promises. He is so for sure of himself. But I want to point out to you the fact that God knows us best. You don't know yourself, but yet you trust everything that comes out of you, even down to your thoughts and the way you move and dress. You are so for sure of yourself. But walking around with a half power, half anointing, and half understanding. Because we haven't been in the presence of God, and if we're in the presence of God, we don't know how to stay in the presence of God. We haven't come to the place of understanding that God is everything now. It cannot be anything else in the place of God now because that's what the enemy is going to use to, to get you down and to destroy you because you are letting other things, those idols in our lives have overtaken us. They're so big and tired. We don't want to get rid of them out of our house. We don't want to get rid of them out of our spirits. And you don't understand that we're so confident in ourselves. Peter at that time was so confident in himself, yet but yet he was standing in the presence of God, but God read his spirit. Why do you think that God did not read our spirits? Understand this. Only those that have a broken and a contrite spirit. We're not broken enough. And you want to know why God is sending all of these things in the land. Not only to test us to see who's going to make it and stand up for him, but also to break those things down in your life that you used to being comfortable with. 
This is the, the mighty hand of God. This is his, what he has ordained for the whole world at this hour. And I don't care what nobody else says. God is using all of these things in the earth. You got to understand God created evil for an evil man in an evil day. You got to understand something. There is no power greater than God. Why would you think Satan got more power? You don't understand who you serve. Just like Peter did in a self-denial really of the power of God. And we're going to deal with that. Let's go to 69. Now Peter said, sat outside of the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him saying, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. But Peter, he denied it before them, all saying, I did not know what you are saying. What happened? Fear. Doubt. Alone. Abandoned. When the spirit of Christ starts leaving you, you feel naked and ashamed like Adam and Eve. They had to cover themselves. The church now, as we're standing, is in a place of fear, denial, shame, abandonment. There is some self-denial going on. Verse 7, 70. Daniel, I mean, Matthew 26 and 7 says, But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said, said to those who were there, This follow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. Isn't how something God keeps putting it back in your face? Everywhere you go, you keep hearing the word of correction. You keep hearing what that says the Lord. And you started denying it. Isn't that how we do? Because our spirits don't want to submit to the truth. Failure to acknowledge and un, uh, it says unaccountable truth or emotion or to admit it into consciousness. Used as a defense mechanism. This is where he's at. It was unacceptable. So, so many of us are trying to prove Jesus wrong or prove people wrong, but yet we miss the spirit of Christ that's within us. Great is he that is in you, that is he that is in the world. It's time out now to, try to stop trying to prove yourself to people. Just accept who you are knowing that it's enough for Jesus Christ. That he can only do one thing when you fall to the bottom. There's only one way to go up if you're saved because that's why he said backside to come back home. You're always welcome, but the world would never always welcome you, only on their condition. Jesus said, come as you are. Seventy-two, but again, he denied what with an oath. I do not know the man. Now I'm calling him a man. He's not teacher or rabbi. He's not that. Let's go on down. 73. 
It says, and after a while, those who stood by came to him and said to Peter, surely you are also one of them because your speech betrays you. I don't care how I try. Jesus is still going to speak through me if it's just a, a thread. Because you don't understand the commitment and the bond that you have at salvation when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is a bond that you will never get out. Stop thinking that you're marrying a man that you can divorce down at the courthouse. But this man, you would never be able to divorce. The only way you're going to be divorced is when your, hell, your spirit goes to hell and your other spirit goes back to be with the Lord. That's when it's separation of the, of the flesh and the spirit. But yet we don't understand that. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Oh, now I'm getting undignant because I'm sick of you telling me this. Isn't it something how we respond to the things of God in a denial way? We get angry. We get upset. But I can look at Danielle and say, I can get mad at her. But really, I'm really mad at God. And that was what I was saying earlier. We sitting here mad at God, but yet we try to put a smile on it. And yet, you don't understand how the enemy is deceiving you. And that's why we could stay mad and upset and angry at other people because they are giving the word of God, and yet we don't like it. But when it comes down to, down to it, God is not going to be looking at the person you're mad at. He's going to say, you were really mad at me because this is about truth and self-awareness and your conscious state of, what you, of where you really are now. And now God is trying to go down to the third and fourth layer now because it's seven layers to your skin. Now God was just dealing with you on the third and the fourth layer. Now he's trying to go down deeper now and you are sitting in a place accepting now because you don't want God to work on you. But God is going to have to work on you in order for you to get more power and more anointing and more faith because this level right here has been tapped out and we're in another area in another dispensation and God is moving and shifting but yet we're in a place that we want to stay in that place but yet we don't want to go deep in God. In order to go deeper in God, God they have to go deeper in us and dig some more dirt and filth that we can be cleansed and purged out. There's some self-denial going on. Let's go to 22. We walk around in some kind of state of disarray. And I want to talk about this state of disarray that we're in. We aren't acknowledging that we're in a denial, but yet we are still in a state of disarray. Chaos, confusion. Not only are you dealing with the denial, but also you're dealing with the chaos and the disarray. And it's hard for us now to even get a grasp of what God is speaking and saying because now everybody wants to be a preacher and a prophet on YouTube. But you don't know who's speaking the truth. But the word will never leave you astray. And in a denial and a disarray state of mind and consciousness, you're allowing all of these things huh, to put you and minister to you, but yet you don't understand the spirit and the nature behind it. Huh? You got to understand something. The spirit of Christ is not going to move on YouTube the way it does in his presence. Because in the presence of God, huh, in the arena and the things of God, you can be able to discern the truth. 
So there's no deserting on truth on YouTube and TikTok and whatever else they do. So now that's why you got Chris Brown, Chris Rock, J-Lo, her makeup artist, they all got the spirit. They all talking the truth. Now you got Kanye preaching to you. You got to see this state of disarray. And I want to read you what disarray means. A mental state characterized by a like of clear or orderly thought and behavior. We're talking about the state of disarray. A lot of times your house dictates your state of consciousness. Danielle and Trinity came to my house with stuff all over the county. Danielle. It was like Trinity probably said, oh, a tornado hit here. It represented my state of consciousness. I'm being honest. So you don't understand. I know this. It represented my state of consciousness. Go home and check out your own house. You come there now, it's not like that. It's okay to have moments, but when you sit there and live in filth and disarray and denial, that's a problem. A confusion of impression. Confusedness, mental confusion. Moodiness, confusion. I'm going to tell you something. Disarray, this is what you need to do and how to come out of killing up everything in the house. My mom, my daddy, it's got to go. Sometimes it takes the bigger person in the house to bring about a change. If you don't take that rag down from Lee, Lee gonna take it and love it with one eye, the feet falling off. But the parent and the adult moves it to the next level. Because you're seeing what? Above. And this is what God sees with us. God don't care if we're in love with it. He said, get rid of it. But you're going to listen to them and tell your mom, dad, I love it. I done had that since I was so-and-so. God said, it's stinking. Get rid of it. It's causing you to be moody. Because the thing about it is, you know how God starts dealing with you? Because you start being moody about it. You just, I can't take it. And some people go in the other room and they get away with it. But then when you come back out the room, it's still there. We're in a disarray of confusion. And guess what? And every time you look at it, you get, you, it troubles your spirit. That is God letting you know. It's time. I don't care what they say. You get strong. Pull on me. And let me. I'm a hey, I'll give you the anointing to pull it all out. It's time now to make some changes based on the spirit of Christ. Because guess what? After a while, it'll settle down. But a lot of times, we don't want to go through the whining. We don't want to go through the arguments and the confusion. But yet, we don't understand this is what we do with God. 
I'm going to tell you something. Matthew 22, 1, 15 through 33. I'm going to tell you something. There were certain sects, set of people that was a part of the Christian community at that time. You had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, which we all know. You had the scribes. You had the essence, 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 E-S-S-E-N-E-S. And then you had the zealots. They all believed in certain things of the Bible. And this is what God gave me. It says we are divided as Christians, and we're doing the same thing. So we keep thinking there's something new underneath the sun. But there was already division from the beginning. When you go back to Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, you just look at it and see how it is. But it seemed like it, we should have a better state of consciousness how to move and maneuver through division. Because if you notice, when Jesus Christ was here on the earth, he already knew who they were and what they were about. It says we are divided based on doctrine of man versus Bible and what it says. Look at the state of America. We need churches based on someone's teachings or what they're doing. And this is what is happening now. A lot of times, God may put you there knowing that it's wrong, but because he wanted you to do an assignment there. And a lot of us have aborted it and left before our time. But yet now you want to talk about it. But God says you left your post. You need to understand about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the essence, and the zealots. They all served a purpose. Even though it's, it may not be according to your likings or your desire, it serves a purpose in the kingdom of God. Because you got to understand something. If God don't want anything to survive, he will curse it like he did the fig tree. You got to understand something. Understand it now in your consciousness. God will let something survive because it's going to serve him a purpose. But you don't have to know it. Because he's God. Besides him, there is no other. And we need to understand this. Let's go to Matthew 22, 15. I'm going to be skipping around. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they may entangle him in his talk. It says, and they sent to him their disciples, it says, the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth, nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of man. They already know what Jesus is about. I'm talking about denial. I could still deny something but see the truth about it. My boss may be a big liar, but she know that job. And I can respect her for that. But when it comes down to my marks, I'm worried. Because if she's going to give her friend more than she give me on the bus. I'm talking about your state of consciousness and how we move in the earth realm.
Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they bought him a denarian, and he said to them, whose image and it says inscription is on it? And they said to him, Caesar, and he said, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar, and to God the things which are God. We're still talking about self-denial. I want to let you know something, that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were also in a self in a state of denial. You want to know how can a man of God do the things that they're doing, but yet they're operating in a self-denial, but yet they're doing the work of God. So you don't understand how God is separating these things now because we tried to separate them with our mouths and our lives and all of these cursing them and saying the ministry ain't going to live and, and all of this. I don't care what you did. It survived. It took Corona to shut it down huh? because God said, how can you think that your power is greater than mine and it's serving a purpose in the earth? Huh? You can talk about it. You can curse the ministry. You can talk about their children. You can tear them down. But God said, you couldn't do nothing because my hand was on it because it served a purpose. Now I'm withdrawing in my hand. What you try to do with your mouth and your wicked doings, I'm doing it. Self-denial. Let's go on. 23. The Pharisees and the Sadducees served God a purpose. Even though they was in a state of denial. The ushers, the scribes, the zealots, they all believed in certain things. And it says, the same day, the Sadducees, who said there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, teacher, Moses said that if a man dies having no children, his brother shall marry his wife, raise up offsprings for his brother. Let's go on down. Likewise, the second also, and the third even to the seventh. And it says, and least all the women die. Also, therefore, it, it says, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven she, will she be? For they all had her. And Jesus said to them, you are mistaken. Not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. I'm reading it, but yet I cannot access the power of it. But the witches do. At this time, the New Testament was not written. The Mosaic, the first five books of the law, of the Old Testament. But yet Jesus Christ is in the midst of them. The resurrection and the power and the death. But yet they could not possess it. What did he do? Grab some common workers. Cleaned them up and fixed them. Sent them out two by two. And they did a greater work and they performed miracles. Tell me when the Bible where you see the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Zealots, and the scribes, Eusens, all worked in power. They didn't, the disciples. That's why God is bringing back the apostolic anointing.
So while you sat on a warlock and a witch, you didn't understand they couldn't represent and manifest power because they didn't have it, but it served a purpose. Now God is going on the backside of the desert cleaning up drug lords. Homosexuals. Yes, I said it. Because your sin ain't no better. Prostitutes. Drunkards, liars, fornicators, adulterers, everything that he said he was against. He said, I'm finna clean them up. At least they told me they did it in public. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Ussens, scribes, the Zealots, hid what they did. The prophet had to dig in the wall that God had to show him what was going on, what they were doing was wicked. But you want to judge what you think something before your time. There's some self-denial going on. Why God didn't work with what he had? Or what man put in place? Why did he have to go out and get 12? To turn the world upside down. They never activated and represented the power because they didn't understand it. Because they denied Jesus. We need to understand what is going on now. There's a shifting of power. And it's not for the rich. The Bible says it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Because he don't want to leave his riches. But a poor man is easy to get. Because he ain't got nothing. She ain't got nothing. So they ain't got nothing to give up. But they got everything to lose. Let's go on. For in the resurrection, they neither marry or nor are given into marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. Listen to this. See, they stuck in man. You see how they stuck in the world? They're not even spiritual minded. Because everything the Pharisees and the Sadducees addressed with God was things in the earth. God was concerned about things in heaven. He was trying to do kingdom building. Kingdom building why? In the state of your consciousness of your mind that is set on denial and disarray. And what I'm trying to tell you by the spirit of Christ, you got to come up higher spiritually to understand the things of God. Oh, but your mind is worried about this stuff out here. I pray that you don't allow it to hinder you any longer. With your Pharisee, Sadducee ways, your zealous, they took part of the scriptures. Some believe in angels, some believe in demons, some believe in doing other different things. And if I'm not mistaken, in my research, it said that Sadducees had all the money. And the Pharisees were associated with things in the synagogue. 
So they were about the work. Mary and Martha, one was concerned about, oh, she ain't helping me. But she was getting the best thing she had. And that was sitting at Jesus' feet. Which one are you going to be? Are you going to be concerned about the work and what somebody else didn't do or what somebody else's ministry didn't do? You better be about your father's business and doing what God has called you to do. Because you're going to have to give an account for what you didn't do in your ministry. What you didn't do in this earth realm. But some of us are so stuck in what the false pastors are doing or what you think is done. But you don't know how it's going to be judged and evaluated in heaven because you don't have the mind of Christ. Only the people that have the mind of Christ is God. And he tells you bits and parts. That's why you prophesy in bits and parts. You need to see this. Do you understand this? God don't see things the way we do. We need to be praying for the ones that we see a week. I ain't going to say falling away because I'm going to tell you something. God can touch somebody at the last minute. <laughs> We sat on them, got their spirit, got their anointing, and now they ain't doing what we want. Now we want to talk about them. It's time now to pray. Lift them up. Encourage one another. Oh, but you think you're righteous. Hey. But he said, your speech betrayed me. Peter in his self-denial and walk with God. Let's go on. But concerning the resurrection, this is 31, 22 and 31. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. He's already letting you know. And they was astonished about what they were hearing. But I'm going to tell you something. Let's talk about that. When you're in the presence of God, let's deal with your hearing. Isn't it strange that you can hear very clearly? But then time we leave out of the presence of God, we go back to our carnality ways. In his presence, they heard everything he said. They addressed him as teacher, rabbi. We know your works but yet they are denying the power within. I want to end with this, and I, I want, I'm not going to read all of it, but go to 23. Man has always been in self-denial of Jesus Christ. But I pray to the day that you get into the place that you don't let what man doing in the earth realm, in the, in the church or in the circle or whatever it is, because you're going to see... These people doing the fivefold ministry doing some things that they you that they were already doing, but they just bold with it. You got to understand what's going on now. Because they sins, they're gonna wear their sins in this hour. Yeah. 
But it ain't for you to judge because you don't even have that kind of power or anointing because you didn't die for nobody. Don't tell me what you did for your children. Don't tell me what you did for your family. It ain't the same type of thing. When you can die, take on the sins of the world, all the shame and the guilt, the anger, the bitterness, the struggle. God had a weight on him that you were not even compared to in your mind. And as I told you, you are only an heir of something that you didn't even build. And in the clause of the person that that's the one that had the air, and I use uh, uh, Mr. Rick, I mean Riddle, that on Riddle Acker, you got to understand some. He did the sweat, blood, and tears to build the dealership. When he left it with his children, his grandchildren, their heirs, and their stipulations in the air, and you need to know your place in God. One through six. Then Jesus spoke to the multitude and said to his disciples, saying, the scribes and, it says, and the Pharisees said in Moses' seat, therefore whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. If I'm giving you the word, take it, but don't do as I do when you see me do wrong. So what you do is you spit out the whole meat and therefore you have no nourishment. Maybe that was the only thing that you were close to at the time that God can use to feed you. Because I guarantee you, you go into the wilderness, you're going to kill your hog too. Since you don't like pork. But yet a raven came and fed Elijah. Number four, 23, Matthew 23 and four. For they blind, heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their proselytes broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places uh, at feast. It says, but the best seats in the synagogues. This is what I'm going to leave with you. What you're seeing now is nothing new. It's right there in the Bible. All you have to do is research it. Tell me whether they said that God killed out the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He put them in their place. He gave them the word. And then he moved on. But it didn't hinder them. But some of you right now sitting here with church hurt and all this other stuff inside of you. But yet, you allowing those things to hinder you from moving in the things of God. Be careful what you let overshadow you and the spirit of Christ in you. Because what you finna see in the household of faith, you better prepare your spirit according to the word of God. They have always had the best. They're doing what is already there. And God left them in the place. They served a purpose. We need to understand the difference because we have the spirit of Christ. Listen to this. All of this stuff is right here. They sat in the best seats of the synagogue. They ate the best of food. They laid heavy burdens on the people. But you go back into the Old Testament when people wanted a king. So you, you're born not to serve the spirit of Christ because the people wanted a king like the other nations. And God told the prophet, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And that they were going to take the best of everything and your children and your daughters. 
revivals and your sons will be soldiers on the Friday night chariot. And you think the president cares about you. And you worried about a $1,200 check and a $600 check. The Bible already told you. But we the people of God. We're going to have to depend on God. If he fed them bread from heaven, out in the wilderness, long as your stomach is not poked out like them people in Africa, in third world countries, because what you think is bad, you can still go to food line and get you some water. But I've been in places in third world countries, the water's so nasty and the kids are out there getting the water, taking baths and eating. So don't you ever say that this is bad. There is some self-denial going on. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' mighty name. 